Well, good morning, church. It is so good to be with you today. Thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to go to church online with us. I know it's been a little different these last few weeks doing church online, but it's slowly becoming our new normal. So we're just embracing it and trying to make the best of the situation. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with this whole situation in life that we find ourselves in, just trying to make the best of it. You know, my life has certainly changed like many of ours over these past few weeks. I'm no longer going to work every day. I'm working from home. And what I've discovered is I'm not cut out for working from home. I just don't have the personality to do it. It's kind of driving me crazy. If you're somebody who works from home on a normal basis, more power to you. But it's just, it's not for me. Uh, and maybe it's not so much the fact that I am working from home that's driving me nuts. Maybe it's the fact that I have to work from home. I, I literally cannot go to work. Uh, you try to go to certain stores and, and you find do not enter signs when you get there. I went to the park the other day and, and there was a do not enter sign at the park and you couldn't go in. And, and it's just kind of this whole different season of life that we find ourselves in. And I'm sure your life has changed a little bit over the last few weeks as well. Uh, maybe you're also working from home and, and you're trying to adjust to the dynamics that come with working from home. Or maybe you are still going to work every day. Maybe you're an essential employee and, and you're still going to work. And, you know, we want to say thank you for doing that. You know, we really appreciate the fact that you are going to work every day to continue to take care of our community. But when you go to work, I bet it's a little bit different now than it used to be. All of us have this added layer of anxiety and frustration and worry about life. And you know, as we go through this season, so much has changed. Everywhere we go, we find do not enter signs. Our schools have do not enter signs. If you're a parent and you have kids in your home with you, your life has definitely changed over the last few weeks. Uh, not only are you trying to work every day, but now you're trying to, to homeschool your children. And, and many of you parents have discovered that you are not cut out to be a homeschool teacher. It's just not working for you. It's, it's not working for your family. And, and I bet there's many parents out there who have prayed more in the last few weeks than they probably have in their whole life. Lord Jesus, please give me strength today. Help me just get through today and not kill my children today. Lord, please help me. That's kind of been our life. Everyone's kind of adjusting to this new season and, and we're trying to make the most of it. We've had all these restrictions put on our lives. You know, an authority that is higher than us has now placed do not enter signs at many places in our community. We're no longer allowed to go to certain places. We have all these limitations that are placed on our lives. But really the whole idea behind all of this is that these limitations are there for our benefit. They're there to help us stay safe and to live our best life right now and in the future. So although it's been a little inconvenient, it's really for our benefit. And you know, this concept of having restrictions or, or limits is really not new in the world. You know, God's been doing this for years. You know, all throughout the Bible, we see God place restrictions and limits and do not enter signs, so to speak, on, on certain roads and certain paths that he doesn't want people to go down. I mean, if you just stop and think for a moment, 
God is the one who invented life. He, he created it. And he created each one of us. And, and God understands life more than we ever could. God understands cause and effect at a degree that we could never fathom. God understands how one decision today can change your life 10 years in the future. God has been alive for longer than any of us. And you know what? God's pretty good at living. He's been doing it for a really, really long time. And instead of just letting us all try to figure out life as we go and learn life the hard way, God tries to provide people with some instructions and with some limitations so that we can live our best life possible right now and in the future. God tries to set up people for a life of success. And we see this in Galatians chapter 5. Paul is writing a letter to a group of people and he's kind of explaining to them how all of us have kind of competing desires within us. Desires to do good and, and desires to do bad. And, and he goes in to talk about here are the, the roads we shouldn't go down in life. And here are the way we should be living. This is what he writes to the group of people. Galatians chapter 5. He says, so I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Paul says that there are two conflicting desires within each one of us. It's the desire to do what the flesh wants, to do, to do things we shouldn't do, and this desire to do what the spirit wants, to do the things we should be doing. And Paul goes on to talk about and list, here are, are the acts of the flesh. Here are the things that we should not be doing in life. These are the roads that are labeled, do not enter. Don't go this way. Don't do these things. Paul says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul says that there is a bunch of roads in life that are labeled do not enter. These are the things you shouldn't be doing in life. These are the ways you shouldn't act. Envy, selfish ambition, drunkenness. These are the roads not to go down. If you want to live the best life you can live, these are the places you shouldn't go. These are the paths that you should not travel down. Then Paul says, here are the things you should do. Here's the roads you should travel down. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the way we should be living. These, this is the way our actions and our words should sound like and should look like, filled with love and joy and peace and patience. Paul says these are the roads to travel down. So it's that easy, right? I mean, don't do these things and do these things instead. Well, as you probably already know, it's a little more complicated than that. It's kind of hard to do the things we're supposed to do and just simply not do the things we're not supposed to do. 
You know, Paul was this really great man of faith. He's one of the heroes of the Bible, somebody we kind of look up to. He, he did all of this stuff for God. But even though he was this great man, Paul struggled a lot to do the right things. Paul would often find himself way down a road that was clearly labeled, do not enter. And he would wonder how he got there. You know, Paul talked about this struggle in Romans chapter 7. He said, For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. For I, for I do not do the good that I want to do, but the evil that I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. And so I find this law to be at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. You know, I read that, and I think, yes, I, I, I totally agree with that. Maybe I'm not the only one. Paul found himself on roads that he knew he wasn't supposed to be down. Roads that were labeled, do not enter. And sometimes I do too. You know, sometimes I, I end up on a road that I shouldn't be on. I end up down a road that was labeled, do not enter. You know, I know the good I ought to do, but somehow I don't do it. And I end up doing the things that I know I'm not supposed to do. And there's this competing desire within me and within Paul and within each of us. This desire to do what's good and also this failure to do what's good. And we struggle back and forth to travel down the roads that we're supposed to and to avoid the ones that we're not supposed to go down. As great of a man as Paul was, he struggled with this same concept. You know, when I was a kid, uh, sometimes my parents would take my brother and I bowling. Uh, and for the record, uh, I was a better bowler than my brother. Uh, I just say that because he's watching this live stream. And uh, so I have to point out that I'm better at bowling than you, Matt. Uh, I'm better at football. I'm better at video games. I'm, I'm better at a lot of things in life than you. Uh, and actually, the last time we played video games, uh, we played a basketball game together, NBA 2K, and I beat him. I beat him, of course, and he failed to, to beat me. And, and you know that's the truth because I'm in church and, and I can't lie in church. So I'm just better than you at a lot of stuff. But seeing we are in church, I should tell the whole truth. And the whole truth is that when we played basketball game, uh, my brother played as the current Chicago Bulls team, and I played as the 1995-96 Chicago Bulls team, which is the team with Michael Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and all of those guys. But, but the point is, he lost and I won because I'm better at a lot of things than my brother. And Matt, when uh, you get a microphone and you get a live stream, you could tell the world the other side of the story. But until then, they only get mine. But the truth is, we would go bowling as kids. And sometimes when we would go, our parents would get bumpers for us to bowl on. You know, because when you're younger, you need bumpers in order to do well. You know, bumpers help you do better because when you throw the ball, instead of your ball going in the gutter, it'll bounce off and continue to bounce all the way down until you can hit down some pins and score some points. It helps you do better. Because the bumpers are there. And it's the same concept that God uses in life. God uses bumpers 
to help us stay out of the gutter. God uses bumpers to help us stay out of the gutter in life. You know, sometimes God gets this reputation like, like his rules are bad or, or, you know, I hear people say like, if, if you're religious, then you can't have any fun in life. You know, that the following God just, just takes the fun out of life because you can't do this, you can't go there, you can't go here. And, you know, I don't think that's really right. You know, I don't think following God means you're going to miss out on, on life or miss out on fun things. I actually think following God's going to give you more life and give you more joy as you go throughout life. You know, God's rules aren't, aren't to take away something from you. They're, they're there to give you something, to, to give you a better life. I mean, think about it for a minute. You know, God's laws are you know, do not murder. I think God's just saying, hey, you know, life's going to go a lot better if you don't just kill each other all the time, you know. Uh, he says, do not steal, do not lie. He, he's saying, hey, you know, life's going to go better if you guys get along, if you treat each other fairly, if you don't rip each other off. And he says, this will be a pretty great place to live if you just loved other people as much as you love yourself. This world could end up being pretty great if we'd follow these rules. See, I don't think God's rules are there to, to take anything from us in life. I think God places some limitations or, or restrictions on our life to help us improve our life, both right now and in the future. You know, so during this time, I want us to work on that. And this is a good moment to, to stop and, and look at our lives and and figure out what roads are we on? Have we, have we headed down paths that we weren't supposed to? Did we end up on a road that was clearly labeled do not enter? Is there, is there a way we're living that we shouldn't be? And what we should do is we should be looking at the word of God to figure out what are the roads we're supposed to walk down? How does God want us to live our lives? And what are the roads we're supposed to avoid? And one really great way to do that is to read the book of Proverbs. And, and so during this kind of season we're in, my challenge to you is every day to read one chapter of Proverbs. It's a book all about wisdom and life. And, and when you read it, you're going to be blown away at how accurate it is to our life today. And if you read one chapter each day, you're going to end up learning more about life and more about how things work. And you're going to end up living a better life today and in the future. And if you really have a lot of time uh, on your plate, which a lot of us do right now, I encourage you to also read one chapter of the book of Matthew every day. Matthew is a book that's all about Jesus' teachings to other people, where Jesus kind of explains, here's what it really looks like to follow God day in and day out. So, so that's it, a book of Proverbs, a chapter of Proverbs, and a chapter of Matthew each day. If you'll do that, I think you'll start to learn more about life and more about how to live the best life possible today and in the future. If we can use this season to sort of stop and reevaluate our lives and reevaluate the roads that we're going down, I think we're going to find that we can grow deeper in our relationship with Christ. I think we'll be able to figure out how to live our lives for Christ even better. And I think that if you 
commit to reading one chapter of Proverbs and one chapter of Matthew every day, your life is going to improve. You're going to discover where the bumpers are in life so that you can stay out of the gutter and live your best life today and in the future. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, thank you for today. We thank you for your wisdom that you provide us with. We thank you for your word that we can read. We thank you for giving us this moment and this season and time to learn more about you, to learn more about how you want us to live life. We ask you to help us discover the roads we're supposed to go down in life. Help us discover the roads that we do not enter. Help us walk into the beautiful life that you have planned for us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.